in case you missed it. Here's the podcast of highlights from the Q102 Morning Show with Tim and Laura. Oh, is my mic on? Sorry. Backstreet Boys. Hey, if you feel it, you got to let it mm. let it out. Mm. Yeah. Right about this time in 2000 when that was new. Now, uh, speaking of concerts and I just got tickets to Toto. I saw InSync twice with my daughter, but I, we never did go to the Backstreet Boys. I don't, was she not as huge of a Backstreet fan or just didn't work out? She was a, totally an InSync fan. She still has the bobblehead figures <laughs> in her box. Yes. I'm like, well, if you've got them in the box, they're probably worth some. I'd never sell those. What do you <laughs> Come on, Dad. Don't sell your don't InSync bobbleheads. even say that. So does she still go to a lot of concerts oh, now as an adult? Or, yes. Okay. All the time. Because I found this stat that said the average ticket buyer, so if you're buying tickets and that includes maybe you're going to a sporting event or a oh. concert or you know tickets to anything, but the average ticket buyer has purchased and gone to four concerts in the past year. And that Gen Z goes to the most concerts and I know we broke down the different generations. I forget what I can, they all I, are. I, I know I'm old millennial. Print it out and put it in the studio. I know, so we can keep track of it. I looked at that stat and I thought, four concerts. So people like you who tend to go to at least a couple a year, or at least you try, I tend to go to, to zero a year anymore. Oh, I'm I think sad. my average. No, it's okay. I don't it's know that okay. I. I don't know that I gain the same level of joy from concerts huh. that other people. As, say, saving cats. I yeah. uh, I think we were right probably at four last year, especially since the ledge went up here just up the road, mm-hmm. maybe 50 miles, because uh, the Doobie Brothers was one we went to. We've done Sheryl Crow, oh, Jackson Brown, uh, we saw ELO, now it's Toto. Oh, we're probably four. I'll bet my daughter, she's causing the high end of that. Okay. I'll bet so she's maybe that 10, average 12. is accurate. Yeah. So she's at 10. Yep. I'm at zero. You're yep. right in the middle I'm at four. kind of four or five. Yep. So maybe that is accurate. That is. I it, would average higher for sporting events than I would concerts oh. for sure. But this is particular to concerts that the average ticket buyer goes to four concerts in a year. I have never set foot in uh, Target Field for the. <laughs> And that's like 12 years already. I don't even think against it. I just, uh, we don't go to sporting events. But you you did take your mom to see the basketball game. Yes. Okay. Because she's so a that big counts. fan. Well, that, you were there, though. That counts. I, I was. That was, Look at you. That was one fan. almost uh, <laughs> The average three per lifetime ago. for Tim is one. Right. Speaking of sports... Now, here's sports with Todd Bergan. Well, things got off to an interesting start last night in the Timberwolves game. For the first time in NBA history of any game uh, that they have tracked, there were three players ejected after the opening tap and before a single point was scored. So the teams that just played on Sunday, there was a lot of yip, yip, yip between the two teams. (laughs) So as soon as things started last night, there were guys going at it. Uh, Clay Thompson stuck his fist into the throat of Timberwolves' Jaden McDaniels. What? Well, he didn't care for that. No. So, so around and around it began. They were swinging each other around by their jerseys. Uh, and then uh, Rudy Gobert stepped in for the Timberwolves to kind of try and control Clay Thompson. Well, Draymond Green is one of the 
over-the-top characters in all of sport, not just the NBA. He comes in and he puts the seven-foot-one Gobert in a chokehold ah! and drags oh. him backward across the floor. Finally, things settle down. Both Thompson and Green ejected for the Warriors and McDaniels. For the Timberwolves, I wouldn't expect uh, suspensions probably for Thompson or McDaniels. I do for Draymond Green. Then they decided to play basketball. Because <laughs> and, and, that took like 10 minutes to get all that straightened out. So it got kind of late for yours truly last night. Oh. Uh, they, it took uh, somebody's mom in the in the stands to go. All right, yeah, I'm yes, putting a stop to this. Hold right. my purse now. You t- settle down. <laughs> don't don't make me pull the stadium over. <laughs> and uh, Golden State led for much of the game. Triples caught up the second half and beat him 104 to 101 33 for Carl Anthony Towns. So I did get a hold of mom because uh, she's oh. a huge Timberwolves fan. Did she watch? She did. Uh huh. But first, I also she said, "Well, did you see it or just hear about it?" Well. Now I, I'm looking at it right yeah. here. Wow. Yeah. You've got a full-on fracas going on. A full-on fracas. Yes. Clay, this, this got out of hand very quickly. Look at, look at Clay Thompson's jersey. It's ripped up. Oh. Sounds like the Golden State uh, announcers. Ah. Yeah, because yeah. first thing he did, oh, look at poor Clay Thompson. Yeah. That's the guy who started it all. Oh, yeah. oh look at poor Clay. You know, they have to protect their guys, but, sure. you know, I mean, it's intellectually dishonest what he said after the game. Well, so. in many ways, you yeah. gotta you got to know who's behind what you're watching on yeah. social media. Yeah. But here's what mom said, and I quote, <laughs> terrible exclamation point. That Draymond Green should not be allowed back on the floor. He's always so mouthy. <laughs> Mouthy. She knows the game. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. She said it wasn't over until late. Probably a hot topic today. Yep. <laughs> that it is. Yep. Uh, my next project is uh, to get you and your husband since March actually living at least in the same state, if not the same town and or house. And here's why I think you should move to Minnesota. Oh, Hear okay. me out. Okay. Minnesotans have until the end of this month to apply for a state program which will help you pay for projects that will increase pollinator habits. So if you if yards, patios, yeah. other outdoor spaces available for a grant of up to $400, I can see you just mm-hmm. l- letting the native grasses grow and little wildflowers for the bees Absolutely. and the butterflies. I like orderly gardens, so that's where I mm. that's where I come between. Like, ah, I know that you should sometimes let the wildflowers uh-huh. do their wild things, uh-huh. but I like a, a good orderly garden. But if you have a big enough property, you can kind of have the wild area, yeah. and then your orderly lawn and landscaping and things like that. And I don't need it to be fancy landscaping. I just like it to be orderly, rows of a garden and planned out and things like that. Right. But Alex has said, in addition to being okay with my want of chicken someday. He said, yes. well, maybe yes. maybe we could have some bees, too. And I said, oh. well, the bees are good for the garden. So, yeah, I'm all about it. Mm-hmm. But I can also see me running into if anybody's going to get stung and die, oh. even though they're supposed to like not bother you. Like I would be the one to, oh, there was a tear in my beekeeper suit, and all of a sudden they got in, and now I'm dead. Like I could see that happening. Or worse, uh, somebody like me walking by your habitat, and I get Probably. stung, and I sue you. No, there's, I feel like uh, that has to be out in the middle of nowhere with our sanctuary, where I'm going to yeah. take the two pardoned turkeys as well. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And that's chickens. Right. Yes, right. Do turkeys and chickens get along? They're both poultry. I think they're, in my dream fantasy of, of, of 
mini farm. Yeah, they're going to. They're going to frolic out in the yard together. And they're going to come to me when I come outside and go, oh, hello, I'm I'm here. My You've, little loves. Uh, you mentioned twice having a space big enough. I know at least of one property here in Wilmer. I'm not going to say exactly where. Yeah. I've walked by their front lawn. And they've got a little tiny sign that says uh, this is natural habitat for bees and butterflies. It's uh, I get it. But yeah, that's a little too chaotic for me. Yeah. And see, that's where I struggle (laughs) with the orderly gardening Mm -hmm. and the I know it's good for the environment side of me. I wonder what the neighbors (sighs) think of that. Next walk, I'm going to rap on the neighbor's door. Hey. What do you think of this? You know, and r- roll my recorder. Well, that's what they need is someone stirring the pot. <laughs> Tim and Laura in the morning. I love them. They're so funny. The Q102 Morning Show. Seems something has been troubling you since we had our backward song of uh, Shania Twain, I Feel Like a Woman, from the Her album. <laughs> uh, t- 40 million sold. The only female to do that. The first, uh, the top is the Eagles' greatest hits, by the way. Okay. Uh, You said one of the songs on the album was Come On Over. I started to sing the uh, Christina Aguilera, Come On Over, and then I couldn't shake that from my head. Yeah, and I couldn't think of how the Shania Come On Over, so I pulled it up and I started playing it, and I was like, oh, that sound. It's like... The deco or the deco or something that popped in my brain, and then I thought, "Am I making that word up?" See, and I thought you were talking about an instrument, but uh, no, it's like it's the C- Cajuny sound. Yep. Like we're gonna have a crawfish boil type of sound. Here it comes. Yeah, is that the word for it? There is. I looked it up. Zydeco is a style. It's heavily accordion. Which uh, uh, I happen to have one, by the way. Maybe I should yeah, bring that yeah. in. Uh, uh, good get. I suppose that would be like what reggae is to the islands. Uh, the Zydeco would, would be, be the Louisiana to, feel yeah. down there. Listen, I'm g- I am good for that one like off the wall answer in Trivial Pursuit or a trivia game. But other than that, it, like just I'm, I'm a one and done. But uh-huh. I'll save you in the moment for that one. That's just why would you know that stuff? I don't know. So I can see this. Uh, it's the big dum uh, dum uh, Shania Twain's "Come On Over" intro. It's said to be in yeah. the style of. What? Of what? Reggae, uh, river dance, Zydeco, or uh, classical. And then I get the phone a friend, and they call, and I'm munching something. Yeah, what are you doing? Uh, I'm on a, who wants to be a millionaire? Oh, uh, okay, yeah, I'm ready. Yeah. Put your pretzels down. Okay. Zydeco, 100%. Zydeco. 100%, just do it. And then I start munching my chips again. A million dollars. All right, call me when you're off the show. Let me know how it goes. That's, that's why we say uh, always learn something on this show. <laughs> Might not be worthwhile. Uh, and by the way, thanks to the listener. Like, no wonder I couldn't figure out what you were talking about there. She goes, I heard you talking about the New Orleans style. It's Zydeco. Yeah. <laughs> not Zydeco? Zydeco. I'm like, what Listen, is that? I can only get you so far. Or in the final Jeopardy, when you write it down, at least I can spell it for you. Right. I can't pronounce it, but I'll get you halfway there. <laughs> and if you're on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, they'd show it. I'd go, well, see. Oh, yeah. The answer is C. And we yeah, still go with win. That one. But yes, thank you. Of course, I've heard of so wait, Zydeco. How do you say it? Zydeco. Zydeco. 
Yeah. I kind of like Zadeco a little better. It sounds a little bit <laughs> oh, more like oh, a little more now, spicy, yeah. like a Cajun Cajun festivity mm-hmm. should be. <laughs> Laura's decided to change it. So okay. Yeah. I'm going to do my own version. It's yep. the remix. New Orleans people would like to have a word with you about that. <laughs> You're listening to the Q102 Morning Show. And here's a few things you need to know. Oh, today is clean out your refrigerator day. Mm. And as much as I have all kinds of in the kitchen tips for you every Thursday, brought to you by Kitchen Fair by John's Building Center, I sometimes have unidentifiables in the fridge. <laughs> Not going to lie to you. Mm. Sometimes I like a good leftover and I forget about a good yeah, leftover yeah. and then it gets kind of pushed to the back. I've, I've got one. Ooh. I'll share. So uh, I was going to have a little uh, tuna sandwich yesterday and a little side of a baby pickle. And I reached to the back to grab the pickle jar and it I think it, w- it wouldn't it, come up. It was a little bit like, nah, not going to do that. spilled and stuck, so I kind of... Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so as you're cleaning out the fridge today and you're getting rid of those containers that have the, you know, kind yeah. of furry other things yeah. in them that did not... That is not what you put in the container at the beginning of time. Uh, they say to make sure to take out the crisper drawer in mm. your refrigerator, even if it doesn't look like there's slime or goo mm-hmm. or things in <laughs> In there, the American Society of Microbiology says there's more in your crisper drawer than meets the eye. So make sure to just, you know, casually do a little uh, cleaning of the drawer as well. I like to take the entire drawer, sit it down in the sink, do a little Dawn dish soap, fill it with and water. Let it so sit. that it, Yeah, let it yeah. sit for a little bit and then you scrub that out, you rinse, 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 and then dry, put it back in, good to go. And then use that uh, ultraviolet wand that you bought online during Ooh. pandemic and just wave it over yeah. it a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Thank you I, for the tip. Do you, do you ever go to people's houses and judge the cleanliness of the refrigerator? Sometimes when you open it and you're like, what are all these crumbs? What is all what this? What like, Digging in people's fridges. Well, you know, I, I don't know what happens when I go to people's houses. They're like, oh, I don't know how to do this. Can you put this together? I'm like, listen, I I like to cook. I am not a professional cook, so I don't know. But yeah, I've opened some fridges mm. and I thought, oh, we could use a good cleaning in here. Do you know what's in my medicine chest visiting the last well, time? Well, I might next trip. I haven't made it <laughs> that out. far. I was just examining your fridge. Years oh. past the test very clean i'm gonna put a big rubber spider in there when you come oh to visit don't you that. dare <laughs> <laughs> that would serve me right though hey yep. you get what you get you That's opening right. things that don't belong to you it's the q102 morning show on q102 elton john britney spears on q102 uh, have you gotten your uh, book download on Britney Spears' memoirs yet? Where are we at on that? <clears throat> no, not yet. Oh. I'm now. I've moved up. I'm 408 in line. What for the? <laughs> yeah, but get this: there are 3,206 people behind me in line. I think I started out at what number 800 and something. Oh my gosh! So I'm really oh, this has gone really on for a month. Along. I don't know. I I know you're all about getting the books uh, from the library and all of that, but at some mm-hmm. point you just go. You know what? Uh, I'm going to buy the doggone thing and I'm going to read it. Nah, I'm not going to do that. No? Because what if I don't like it? And then it, now it sits on my shelf. Well, apparently there's 3,000 people that might buy it from you. That's true. That is true. <laughs> but then it's a it. used copy oh. and then they're going to be like, well, if I was going to buy it, I'd buy my new copy. I'm just going to wait. And honestly, I haven't even had time. So this will be at the rate I'm going. 
with landmark speed. I'm going to get it just in time after the holidays when everything is kind of bleh in January. Oh. But I'm going to have time to just sit yeah. with my cup of hot chocolate, watching the snowfall, and listen to the train wreck of the Britney memoir. Hmm. <laughs> if there was anybody, though, that I'd want to buy a used book from, I think it'd be you. I'm not seeing you dog here in the ca- corner. No, I, and I wouldn't write on it. No, yeah. I wouldn't. Do I would keep it nice, and especially if I thought I was reselling it. You're not sucking on a cigarette, blowing that all over the place. <laughs> it right into the paper. No, I'm, there's probably going to be a cat on my lap and, you know, <laughs> book in hand. I may read it in the bathtub, but I won't drop it mm. as best I can. Well, you hope so not. It'll be good. That's what the person not. who lost their cell phone said. I was hanging on to it so tightly. I don't know. I, know. I don't know what happened. I don't know. Do I have insurance on this thing? Q102 Morning Show. Huge. It's trending all over the internet. And this is what's trending. Remember all the people that were causing a ruckus on flights and you yes. go, okay, well, what? What actually happens to them? Do they get arrested? Do they get banned from flying with that airline ever again? I hope all well, the was, above. Yeah. There was a woman recently, Hawaiian woman, was ordered to pay $39,000 in restitution for interfering with an American Airlines flight last year. This was one of many people, so it, they may have all blended together. But prosecutors said that Kayla Ferris threatened and swore at crew and flight members and this was when the flight was from Phoenix Sky Harbor International Airport to Honolulu. The captain had to turn the plane back around to Phoenix because the flight crew were unable to continue their duties and several flights had to be rerouted as a result of this inst- incident. So she's acting a fool. The plane has to turn around. Then they have to obviously get her off the plane, which then causes all this disruption in other flights. Yeah. Good for you, lady. Yes. Did you learn your lesson? Acting Stop acting a fool. <laughs> The world does not revolve around you. Sit down, buckle your seatbelt, and let's go. Right? That, that reminds me. I wouldn't have brought it up since you're talking uh, planes. Uh, uh, I'm going to make this into a finish the headline for you, Laura. Okay. A uh, plane departed JFK Airport and had to return because a uh, blank got loose. A blank got loose. Um, hamster. <laughs> a hamster. I don't know. You had a hamster. No, not pocket. a hamster. And okay. uh, I thought maybe you'd go with, uh, you know, a wing, a wing or a. Oh, a part of the plane. Oh, no. I wasn't even thinking structural things got loose. No, it's not structural. It is an animal. It's a horse. A horse what? got loose. It is a cargo plane. Uh, here's the pilot talking to air traffic control. Actual audio here. Uh, I guess, sir, uh, we are a cargo plane. Uh, we have live animal horse on board the airplane, and the horse managed to escape his stall. Uh, we don't have a, a problem as of flying-wise, but we need to return return back to New York. We cannot get the horse back secure. <laughs> Can't get the horse back in its stall on the cargo plane. Uh, I'm imagining... I mean... A, a plane is flying. If people are moving about, I, I guess if you were moving about too crazily, you could maybe like right. cause a little bit of shifting of, of weight. Yeah, and, but a, uh, a horse, huh? like horsing around, that's pretty. Heavy. I would think that that might be a problem. That's a big animal. Or what if several horses and say, I don't know what all they're hauling in that cargo plane. Right? Is there an elephant? Well, they all go run to the back of the plane. Next thing you know, it's tipping up like a boat. And sinks. That's, That's what I'm thinking. We, we got to go back to the airport. Yeah, that might be a problem. I'm flying in less than two months. All of these things, you talk about jinxing it. There's going to be that rowdy person on my flight. There's going to be an and animal. And you are going to be the one that stands up and says, 
keep your kid from kicking my seat or else, like you did before. Oh, I've done that. I know. Now, mind you, if you've not heard the story, it wasn't just because, like, the kid just started kicking my seat as soon as we sat on the plane. This was four uh, routes. We happened to be on the same route from Minneapolis to Philly. Uh, I think it was Philly, and then Philly to D.C., and then D.C. to Philly, Philly back. Every leg, same plane, same time, same seats. The kids screamed three legs of it, and the fourth he started kicking my seat. That's what I'm like, Mm -mm. you know what? This entire plane has been very tolerant of the screaming. I get it. Kids' ears and all that. I will not. Sit here and let your four-year-old kick my seat. So do something about it. <laughs> and did they? Uh, yeah, they stood up. Yeah, I would. Stood up and got in the aisle. My, meanwhile, I still have bruises on my thigh from my wife squeezing my leg to try to stop. I'm sure. <laughs> Tim and Laura here. I read about this time tomorrow is when In the Kitchen happens. And I know you've been going with Thanksgiving themes. And I believe you, you, you said you already know what tomorrow's going to be. I uh, but you, you're not going to tell us? I can give you a little hint. Yeah. It's, especially this will be helpful for people maybe doing Thanksgiving for the first time, hosting mm. it at your house. Okay. And you're kind of worried, am I going to have enough? Am I going to have too much? That mm. We have so mm. many leftovers. Yeah. We're not going to be able yeah. to eat them all. So this is a way to calculate how many people you're having, how many pounds, like the pound of turkey that you need to buy, the number of, of side dishes you need, pies that you need to have. So a little bit of a, a calculator for Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving that you can use. Okay. So is it too late to ask you to, to change it to uh, Sir Strooming? Uh, I don't even know what that is. So yes, I'm going to say <laughs> I don't have time to research. And we were talk- we've were we talked a lot about foods and weird foods, and we missed to- towards the end of the show yesterday, a Clark texted uh, Sir Strooming. This is after uh, Top Fan Dan and eaten the uh, tarantula mm-hmm. that yeah. he ordered online, and uh, he even did a video when he opened it. So it's in a can and in a pouch in the can. And just when he opened the can, he gagged. (laughs) So somebody, Clark, said, oh, have you heard of surströmming? And I had. It's a traditional dish from northern Sweden that arose during the 16th century. Like this is Viking era here when they had a salt storage. Normally salt was how they'd cure and keep meats. Things. That's yeah. kept it over the winter months. Well, they had a salt shortage, so they found a figure. They found a way to ferment the herring in a tin for about a month before it hit the table in shops. And the fermenting would cause what the Swedes, well, they called it a souring. Some would call it something else. And so now there's videos online of people sampling. Surströming, and one that I remember was a family: dad, mom, two little daughters. I l- literally laughed out loud <laughs> again. That opening of the can. Get ready. Get your gag reflex first, controlled no, here. No. Here's the family at the moment. They're going to open the can to try some of the surströming. Many All of right. them. All right, everyone. Got a can open opener. This can here. This is the stinkiest food. <laughs> What a cute little guy. Oh, my God. Mom and dad are gagging. 
I think they I think they ultimately go on to actually taste Try it, it? Uh, or at oh, least dad no. did. No. Uh, mom no, just get a little closer. At the end she literally is gagging as she leaves the video headed down for the bathroom. <laughs> yep, that's a good place to be. I mean, I look it up. You can get Oscar Surströming in a can for $65. No, Why? no. I feel like we should embrace our luckiness. That we <laughs> well, live at a time, refrigeration, a place in which, yeah, the, we don't have to to eat this kind of stuff. Like we can choose not to, and that's okay. Meanwhile, Norwegians who just did the lutefisk feed on Tuesday night are saying, "Oh, gross! Oh, who would eat the <laughs> fermented fish?" The Q102 Morning Show podcast. Join Tim and Laura weekdays from six to nine.